You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Making Waves Hey, we are live. Welcome everyone to this Wednesday What is it? It's September 16th. Oh my god, it's already September. Anyway, this is episode 10. We made it to 10 without shitting the bed. Uh, episode 10 of Making Waves. Thank you, everyone out there, for joining us tonight. We have a very special guest. You guys know him as the voice of Crobot. Uh, please, everyone, welcome Brandon. Yiggy. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey guys. Uh, are, are you guys coming to the pirate ship? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, it, it's, uh, it seems that uh, Brandon didn't get the memo, and he's already at Half Moon Case testing out the sand and water, so he's going to park it there for about, oh, I don't know, eight months, so he's good. So everything's golden there, he says, sir. We're good. Yeah, how does, um, how does this sound, though? It, it, it's close. Cheeseburg. Yep, fantastic. So, Cheeseburg. Listen, I'll yeah. when you guys get here. I'll, I'll yeah. Yeah, well, we're going to expect, now we're going to expect the song Eddie tonight, so this should be yeah. extra special, so thank you. <laughs> anyway, guys, if you're just joining us for the first time on Making Waves, um, welcome. If you're following along on our Facebook Live feed in the comment section, if you have a question for Brandon, please throw it our way and we'll try to get to it. And obviously, there's no need to introduce him. I'm going to do it anyway. You've got your host here, Chad Nicefield. Everyone knows Chad. Chad's from Van Wilson. He's also the Shiprocked host. So he's the hostess with the mostest. But... Uh, Guys, I'm going to uh, basically let you do your thing. Welcome, everyone, to this uh, episode 10 of Making Waves with Brandon from Crowbot. So I want to tell you what. I'm going to step aside and let Chad and, and Brandon uh, talk shop, okay? Thanks, guys. Thanks. I make a note that we all have matching microphones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm new to the microphone set. This is pretty sexy. So I got yeah. that memo. But what happened to yeah. the memo where you guys weren't? coming because i listen i have my jug i'm ready here i got hold on i brought extra i brought extra chairs like i'm i'm all prepared for you guys to be here i'm like the, look at this beautiful pirate ship the sun is out it's shining. i'm getting a, i'm getting a nice tan i think is the bar fully stocked behind you it was and i i mean <laughs> A couple hard pressure on your uh, liver, so I appreciate uh, the uh, that you got the memo. I also got the memo. I just didn't know if you got the memo, so I was gonna wait until you showed up. Looks like you showed up. Come on, I'm on the uh, way. I I showed up and there's nobody here. So I this listen. I, if you guys aren't coming, I need more water than this because this yeah. is. This is almost, it's almost gone. If you go to the lifeguard shed, there is a water purifier on the top shelf. 
you can go out to that lovely lagoon behind you and you've got water aplenty. Guys, I feel like I really like royally screwed up here. I feel like this is life or death. We'll send provisions. Brandon, <laughs> <laughs> now that you're at the pirate ship bay, I got to ask you, uh, is this what you would call the proverbial mother brain? I know you have a record out. Is this where the record was made and that uh, mother brain of a ship back there? What's up? Yeah, you know, um, half half of the songs are about the pirate ship. Um, the other half are about the coconuts, but we won't go into the coconuts. Uh, but the pirate ship, yeah, uh, it's it's a sore subject. But the pirate ship, however, very much the mother brain, very much the mother brain. It's it's a it's a muse of many sorts, and uh, you know, when I'm out here and I just feel the the pirate wind in my hair, it just makes me makes me feel free again. Um, I really think that that's why my facial hair grows the way it does is because in a past life I was in fact a pirate. Um, but you know, I digress. Um, the album though. Yeah, it's, it's all right. (laughs) The hair is where it's at. Uh, for those that aren't able to see us that hear the podcast, uh, Brandon's background on zoom and you can tune into the Facebook, uh, page at ship rocks. Uh, and see the pirate ship that we're talking about, just so you're not left out. But the mother brain is uh, w- what I wanted to really talk about for a second, if we can move into the ship and talk about you guys making that record. Because I have to say, I love it. And I know that it was quite the it was quite the treasure trove of, of, a, of an experience to make. And I know you guys went through a lot of hoops uh, to get to where it became reality. Can, you, can we talk a little bit about making that record and how it kind of all came together? Sure, absolutely. Um, you don't want me to do like audio style what I'm seeing here with the pirate ship for the for the podcast viewers. Can we, can we save that on the outro because we'd like to send them? Let's do it on the outro because that way we can send them off into the evening with these imagine imagine uh, their imagination just uh, flourishing. That's a that's a great idea. I think I, I you know, and and that'll give me more time to experience what's here too. Because we'd like to spend our next three hours with you talking shop. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Um, right. so, yeah, oh, sweatshops. What's it like? <laughs> <laughs> the album we made in, in Marietta, Georgia it, with Corey Lowry, and it was such a great experience. Um, we, ha- we did have a lot of time to work on the record. Um, so we really just pushed everything to the limits in, in the songwriting process. And, and we really just tried to just overanalyze things and, and make sure that, you know, is this the right word I want to say here? Is this the, you know, can we, can we do a better verse? Is, does this pre-chorus even need to be there? You know, all of those things that we, we do always delve into, you know, Chad, as a songwriter that you just go, you, you go through all those questions and they're never answered. Even when you do put them on paper and on record, you still go back and ask those same questions. But, um, you know, we had a lot of time leading up into this one. And I think that really made for, a better record and working with Corey was just, uh, he was such, he was the perfect person to work with us on this record because we just had so many grungy songs and really dark, uh, that it had a really dark vibe and, and the album kind of just came together itself um, in terms of the sound. And I think it ended up being that he was the perfect producer to, to produce the record for us. Hey, real quick, guys, in Shiprock land, just so you know, Corey is a friend uh, of, of Shiprock, and his brother plays guitar for uh, Seven Dust. You guys know him as Clint Lowry. So I just wanted to throw that in there for a little trivia. That's, that's all I, I was going to put those bridges together and say working with a, a fellow musician that's been through the cavernous, ver- uh, cavernous versions of the re- uh, record industry 
in general, not just his brother, but your record producer has been in and out of bands, made records, done the whole entire kit and caboodle. And so I, I would only imagine in, in your experience with working with somebody that it's like you have a real partner, somebody that you can trust in that process of what you're doing. I did that in my kind of <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I think his resume speaks for itself too. I mean, he's, he's written so many awesome records and, and, and when you genuinely are influenced and idolize who, who you're working with, it's, it's really cool, you know, because I mean, geez, Corey's been doing groove rock, you know, for a long time. And, and I mean, the, his production skills are just so awesome and, 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 bringing out the best of us is what happened in that studio. And I, I really do genuinely think that he was the best guy for the record. And, uh, you know, we're, we are super happy with it. And, and, you know, looking back, I, I don't really question too much, you know, and we wrote a song with him in the studio too, which is, and, and we named the record after that song because basically it's, uh, you know, it just sums up the entire process that it was, you know, so smooth and so easy to work with him. And, uh, you know, I just think the record has a sound all in a, in its own because of him as well. So expanding upon that, man, when you guys, because you've had some really, really, really great people behind the board working on your records with you from Machine to Corey. Uh, did it feel a little different? I know this is maybe a little bit more serious and you're probably uh, ready for it with old Chatty Daddy, but did it feel different? I should say, you know, even Machine was a, musician himself but it did feel different working with a constituent somebody that you that comes from that world as being in a touring band you know all of that i mean was there a difference there um i don't know i i mean i think he definitely with Corey, he definitely felt like one of the guys you know in the room yeah. not that machine didn't i mean machine is always you know very expressive and and you know he he led that to the process too and i think that pulled some some great things out of us and the best that we could do at that point in time too. And I think, you know, as an album, um, producers aside, it's kind of a snapshot of where you are as a band at that point in time too. Right. So, um, I, I think the difference is we were at a different point and, you know, we, we've been through it a few times and, and, you know, not that we didn't want to go back to machine. We just wanted to kind of, uh, switch things up a bit and, and, you know, cause we, we feel like we have so much to learn yet and we just want to learn everything from everybody. So, you know, we try to do, uh, try to venture out and, and do things differently each time because we know we're going to learn from it. But I mean, the difference, you know i think it's it's definitely a, it sounds different from the machine records and i think it's just a testament to the snapshot of where we were as a band at that time yeah that's awesome i love the idea of like that i you guys are growing and growing and growing as humans where you're at the nucleus of your entire being why you even got there is so far different right from because the crowbot i know started way back even before the machine records and you guys were a completely different people then i mean we're just we naturally are our dna is different our our entire skin uh, levels are being shed on a daily basis so is that kind of like the concept be behind mother brain i should say what does the name of the record actually mean you said uh, it was well, about 
Yeah, um, I'm going to get nerdy here for a bit, and I'm, gonna, I'm a terrible nerd, so please don't anybody question me on my Star Trek knowledge, because I really don't, <laughs> it's not vast at all. <laughs> um, not, the, not like the vastness of space, but uh, I know there is like, and I try to just develop these characters in crazy extravagant stories to, to pull lyrics out of myself. I feel like it, it helps me to to have a story to start with. And I just, you know, I, I over exaggerate and, and play around with the conflicts and stuff. And it all ties into like what I'm trying to do with the comic and stuff too. So, so things start uh, as a nucleus and just kind of grow themselves, you know, as I have more time to think about it and, and, and whatnot. But the thought process that went into this record is like, okay, it's like a hive mentality, much like the Borg in Star Trek, where, you know, you have these like drones who don't necessarily think for themselves they just do exactly what the queen has to say or or you know the the king or whatever be the the um you know the head of that uh of that collective colony or, or what have you but it's kind of like a hive mentality um where you know the characters may not be thinking for themselves and you know maybe led by this um higher being that's kind of the puppeteer behind the scenes so that's a little bit of what what mother brain has to has to do with you're you're um probably my favorite vocalist like lyricist that i i mean i, I we're friends we've toured with people I, i've seen his butthole numerous times different years not the same time uh, i know him hey my butthole looks a lot different right now than it did uh, when i can't wait till i can see it as soon as i can get closer to that butthole i will but to watch you grow as a lyricist too because from the from the very jump when i heard the band i was like god damn this motherfucker's all about the supernatural shit you know like i'm trying to follow along with what your story and then next you next thing i know i'm in my mind in this cartoon-esque uh version of your lyrics right and then here you are now talking about putting out a a comic book and it seems like the perfect natural space for you to go into as a human can we talk a little bit about the comic book too yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, it just kind of started, like I said, it's just a way to pull lyrics out of myself. And then I developed these crazy stories and characters and chupacabras and spaceborne killers. And, you know, it's just all stuff that I don't, I don't necessarily know where it comes from. Uh, maybe some, somewhere in the pirate ship, but yeah, in the mother uh, brain. Yeah. It, it's just, it's just me being a nerd and, just passing time and and trying to take these stories even further um because you know it, it's just it helps me and, it, and i feel like that's what i like in a band like my favorite bands growing up were like tool and coheed and cambria and bands like that just were more than bands you know it was mm -hmm. a total experience um you know i had so much time that i spent diving into Maynard's lyrics and how it relates to like the evolution of human beings and developing another chromosome. And, and it's just like the rabbit hole is really deep. Right. And who knows if it's just somebody's just connecting the dots here or if it's really what he means, who really knows. But I mean, I, I just always was so just engulfed in the world of what, they had to offer and just it was just so much more than the music and i've always loved that and we have bishop who's just such an incredible artist and he just makes just all of these stories he brings them to life and and 
you know, just seeing that, I, I was just sitting at a bar one day where my fiance Nicole works and a friend of mine, Sean Stromero, was sitting there and we were just kind of talking comic books and I knew he was a comic book artist. Um, and, and we just, I just threw this idea at him that I had and, and he's like, you should, you should get a hold of me. We should make this happen. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that, that would be awesome. And, you know, it's just one of those things that you don't ever really think is going to come into fruition. But then we continued the conversation and, and you know, he, he just, he really loved the ideas and, and I loved his art and, and what he has to offer. So I think just the whole universe itself is just kind of, you know, these, these songs continue to take me somewhere too. And, and that's how I really feel about all of this and, and, you know, it, it's, you know, Chad, we put everything into what we create and, and it's not that it is and defines us as, as a whole who we are, but it is a huge part. And I think it's just an extension of who I am with the comic stuff. And, and uh, you know, that's what I always enjoyed as a fan of music to see that in a band that they just, you know, it's not like we're not like Kiss. We're not trying to sell Crowbot coffins yet. But we could. We could. I mean, <laughs> but we're gonna sell crowbot coffins, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, we just like to make everything an extension of who we are as as people too, because you know, as a fan of music, I always enjoy to to take a peer into that periscope. Could too. I uh, could I interject here real yeah. quick? I mean, I, I'm looking at the comic and you mentioned Cambria and I know that they've been doing some stuff as far as that, but obviously a lot of us I mean, it's kind of an extension of the 70s when you take someone like Roger Dean who took all those Yes covers and made him so futuristic and the stories in the gatefold and everything a lot that matches the music. So obviously with uh, nowadays, you're, you're, you have this kind of like creative like uh, endeavor to where you can like create this concept. The, the, the concept album is coming back, but it's no longer just the record. It's the whole packaging and extensions which I want to bring up. Uh, if people don't know what we're talking about here, um, Brandon has a comic on uh, Pro Hobo Comics is the name of his company. Um, go check him out, ProHoboComics.com. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. And they've got a, an issue one out uh, regarding their first EP, which is Legend, Legend of the Spaceborn Killer. So interesting, very uh, astral plane it sounds uh, but anyway so I'm going to tie that into a question we have from a ship rocker Mary she wants to know what's going on with issue two issue two is is coming soon um, you know with with everything going on you know it's been it's been uh, it's been a hurdle a little bit um, but we're, we're gonna get issue two printed and 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 pressed in hopefully the next coming months we'll have uh issue two for you guys I, I really hope we'll have it for a stocking stuffer this year so um definitely look for it uh, to come in the next couple months um excited to to get issue two out there um issue one was kind of like the setup you know so um it's a little bit to me like the the boring stuff because i have a little bit of insider information <laughs> uh, and the second issue is more of the Schwarzenegger flick. So uh, I'm pretty excited to get it out there. So. The job, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of bad English. Um, anyway, so Mary, thank you. I hope that answers you. Uh, they're working on uh, number two. And again, guys, that's ProHoboComics.com if you want to check out what, uh, what Brandon's got going on there in the visual field and how it relates to Crobot. So thanks, Brandon. Oh, thank Dude. you. You you uh, keep 
like nudging into these little areas uh, in your answers of where I wanted to go because your response to this was about the packaging, right? In in, in all the your brain, you start curious. Do you start with the lyrics before you even hear music? Like you have a do you have like a lyric book that you have sitting around and you're pulling from that to match that melody or whatever you're working on? I stopped doing that. I had to stop doing that because then then I'd be so married to the melody because I think what I'm saying is so cool, and then I'm like. Come on, put put it on the shelf, man. It's not that cool, you know. Yeah. It's all about the melody. So now I I try to I just mush mouth everything. Like mm-hmm. there might be a word or two that slip in there, and that might be a word that I bring back and try to make because I feel like obviously that's a word that fits there that I just naturally went to. Um, yeah, it's fire, blood, and and you know the 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 themes are almost always the same um but then you know from from the mush mouth it's like do you do i love this melody and when i start to say yes like i usually give it i usually try to come up with a melody and i don't even record it sometimes i let the best things go and don't record them but sometimes the best things are do i remember it you know that's the test the ultimate test that i give things is like all right i think that's a cool melody i I might voice memo it just so i it's somewhere but then I'll let it go for two days, and if that if that melody comes back like a boomerang, you know, then I'll then I'll work with it, you know. Yeah. You know, if I'm sitting and just in right mode, like okay, I got two hours to work on this song, go. And it's like, all right, you know, I start with the chorus, and then I work backwards from that, and usually it's mush mouth, and then I figure out the lyrics. So like, okay, well, what's this, what's the what's the song about? So I start there, work my way back, and you know that that's been my process of late, and it seems to be the most efficient. But I try not to think of lyrics first because I usually fall in love with something about it that I chase, and it I run into a brick wall. It's it's funny because you're probably sitting in that room like trying to convince a group of other people who are like it's too many syllables, right? It doesn't work in that space, and you're like fighting the good fight for that word to essentially change the entire chemical makeup of the song just so those that I could fit in there. I've been in that position so many times as you can, I can only imagine have been, uh, did you play Dungeons and Dragons by the way? Or do I you? did it. I t- I'm a terrible nerd. I've, you know, what? I'm, I'm, I sit on the sidelines and, and watch all of these super nerds and just wish that I had that kind of intelligence. Just w- waiting to pound them. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I wanted to just chime in real quick. This was not a question. This was a statement from one of our ship rockers. This is Bill. Uh, Bill just wanted to say, um, and with a double exclamation point, Chad and Brandon together again. So I'm, I guess he's getting the feels from you guys talking. So oh, I'm fully wrapped. <laughs> I'll throw that out there. I've been erect since you said. <laughs> Bill, you need to sign a waiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send it to me first, please. No, but I just want to let you know that people love enjoy seeing two friends talk, and I just want to throw that in there. Oh, we got. had such a great time. We had the the drunkest shit tour that that led. I don't know. Legendary. You know, I don't even know what came first, the chicken or the egg or the yeah, ship or the shit. Tour. I don't remember. Yeah. The drunk or the I, shit. I think the ship came first because our epic bowling battle pretty much was like the start of our bromance. I think we had that epic, epic oh, yeah. bowling match at Shiprocked, and I want to give the pre- like the the exposition leading into our our meeting with you guys because we had so many people along the way 
like tell us, oh, you guys, you guys remind us of those Wilson guys. You guys really get along well with those guys. And it's like, hey, we've been hearing that a lot. I think we're on <laughs> ship with them guys. Yeah. So, you know, let's hang. And we yeah. did. And it's just, you know, it, it started, it started everything. And here we are again, just, just buds and just catching up. And it's a monster really. When you think about it, I, I think the actual first place that I met you guys was at uh, the rock on the range festival. And it, one of you was carrying a big case of PBR. I had no idea who you are and you didn't know who I was, but uh, it, somebody one of you goes, Hey brother, you want a PBR? And like, uh, and at this time I had a big beard. Yeah. I think you had a big, the big, big chops at that point in time. I think it was, how, how big are your chops right now? They're just tamed. I just, I'm able to oh, watch them a lot these more. These motherfuckers were a full on wall of chops. <laughs> and I was like, this motherfucker's got chops and beers. I'm going where they're going. And then we went to the press tent and I felt like there was like this weird, like one end of the press tent at that festival had you guys. And the other one had other end had us. And you could hear each other's like fans <laughs> verbose yelling <laughs> to the, as we were being like interviewed. It was a pretty cool experience. That, and that sounds from there, like, Shit. Hey, you yeah, guys partying over there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Over here, yeah. It was no longer, <laughs> no longer about the actual <laughs> hey, thing we're I, there I, to do. Just, just because I want to keep it within the realm of what you're talking about, Brandon. As far as being a nerd, we had Mark, one of our ship rockers, wanted to ask you if you had a choice to party between a necromancer and chupacabra. Oh man, who'd, who'd, who'd win? Who, who would you run well, off for? We're for partying, evening? right? We're partying. Uh, you're part, bar. just uh, barred, okay, so no whole barred, no cops involved. You're just allowed to just torch the town. The necromancer, for sure. He can bring me back from the dead, dude. Oh, man. No oh. Like, Such a great I answer. I can do anything. Like, really? I can Such do anything? Such a great answer. Mark, <laughs> I, Mark, I hope, Mark, I hope that answered your extremely left field question. But, all right, <laughs> so necromancer, because he could die 20 times over. He's brought back. It's stronger. It's like the wish, you wish for more wishes. When you get a wish, three wishes, right. you wish for infinity. Wish Nine for lives of Brandon. <laughs> uh, I wanted to go into this. I'll take us out of our bromance moment because it's really about you and not our penises touching. But you guys have taken, so through that whole Is idea it? of, and, yeah, no, through that whole idea of taking the records that you've made, and you mentioned Kiss. I don't know if you guys are fans of Kiss or, or the branding that they did with their band, but in today's in 2020, especially uh, since we're not on the road, right? The idea of what you were able to build previous to this, right? If you were in a moving band, the parts are always going. That's your income. That's your livelihood. That's how you pay the bills. That's how things get done. And if you haven't been thinking about your brand, right? The idea of what, what your fans really can, I guess, mirror to what you are, your music is, and then have a tangible object, right? Because that's how we all, they know it. We know it. That's how we put food in our mouths. You guys have done a really great, great job incorporating food, like hot sauce, uh, meat, hot meat rub. Uh, we're talking about comic books. The, the ability to grow from just this idea of the dreaming in the garage days, and this is exactly what I imagine you guys are doing. I can't imagine anything else other than while you're singing about all the supernatural shit that you think about in the back of your head is like, I'm going to make a motherfucking lunch pail for sure. going to make a lunch pail about that, you know, and here you are here, 2020. I don't know how things are going on the front with you guys, but I pay attention to all of it. And I think it's great. If you haven't saw the, the band has hot sauce, you have rub, right? You have like a hot rub or a meat yep. rub. What does he call it again? It's called the crub. 
Rubs. And uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, you guys also have a coffee as well. Yeah, coffee? Chupa Java, and it's awesome. It's awesome stuff. Um, you know, we're we're we love our coffee, um, and you know, we we Dan, our drummer, is a coffee connoisseur, and that dude knows more about coffee than I've forgotten about coffee, <laughs> which is a lot. Um, I know but, those types. <laughs> but no, I mean, we just, again, it's just like, what do we like? What do, what do we want to get for free? <laughs> that's what it all starts. Like, you know, that's a real all starts. Like, dude, if you're pouring, like, I only imagine like a fucking bottle of Franks on a, yeah, on a burger. You're like, I wish we had a Because you're tapping into your own supply, right? That's like, that's yeah. like rule number one is, you know, don't find your own supply. Find your own supply. That's what it's all about, Crowbot Merge Land. We just create the supply. <laughs> well, no, I think it's actually a very smart move to kind of move into those things that interest you because, you know, your fans generally, uh, there's a niche bunch of them that kind of want to absorb the whole band, you know? Kiss is a terrible example because they're so massive that there's so many. But like a band like Crowbot, you guys have a great following and stuff like that. And there are fans that like want to absorb what you guys are about. And I mean, it's great to have do I need 11 Crowbot t-shirts or should I take this money and buy some of this product they've got going on here? I'm still, I'm still helping support the band, but I'm also kind of buying into whatever their lifestyle is. And that's, that's such a, such a cool thing. And I mean, that's just where we're at these days. And I think it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Bishop, he's like the, the mastermind behind all the artwork. And I think genuinely that our merch sells because his art is so awesome. And, and I, that's I, another layer of it, yeah. right? Yeah, that's the part of your band. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, you know, we never feel like we're swindling anybody if we, f if we think that our product is good, right? So we just, we just uh, whatever we believe in, we believe in hot sauce. So we are going to keep making hot sauces. And it started out as a joke, like, what? we could get hot sauce. We, we use a lot of hot sauce. We should probably have <laughs> hot sauce. And now, now it's our fourth hot sauce and four different types. Fourth. Yeah. It's our fourth one. We, this, oh. I think it was Christmas last year. We did a bundle where we, we had all, all four together in a box set. We brought all the OGs back. Um, so it, it's wow. just, it's like turned into this thing. Like, each album cycle, we put out a different hot sauce to, to hey, coincide with the record. Chad, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Summer Camp 2021 barbecue. Yeah. We gotta use we gotta use the crowbot rub. Oh, oh my yeah. god. And we, rub we, we will. Yeah, we harnessed our tender smoking uh, abilities this this COVID. We've been harnessing between Bishop and I, we've been smoking some meats. <laughs> Sure, you guys have. <laughs> um, hey, uh, by the way, Matthew, Matthew wanted to chime in because we're talking about your products here that are obviously you know separate from the music, and he says that all of them are fantastic. He has actually the rub. Uh, what else? You have the you have the rub. The we got Mother Pain, which is our peach habanero hot sauce. That that you got the uh, the hot because he has the hot sauce. He has the rub and the coffee. He says the rub is fantastic on chicken and wing and and ribs. So, is that Matt Thomas, by the way? I want to ask a question. Is Matthew uh, Thomas? Yeah, it's Matt Thomas. Dude. I knew it. I saw that. Freaking Matt uh, Thomas, man. Well, when he said that, when he, when he was like, I got all of them, I'm like, I've been to his house and I know that he has them. <laughs> I've, I've tried it. I guess yeah, you, you had four of that time when I was the last there. So, congratulations hey, does, does on Matt that. have the Wilson serving trays? He's a dog named Wilson. 
And he brings the, the dog brings the food out. Yeah, that's, that. that's a true story. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so there's so many layers to your, like, there's so many layers to Crowbot, which you're able to do, not just as incredible musicians writing incredible songs, but even when you're talking about this, you, you strive in a downtime situation. I know it hurts your heart, like everybody, but I saw a live dude, con- the, the live dudes concept where you guys are able to get together like other people are the difference is you're funny and can speak musician lingo as well as like non-musician lingo and that's a huge huge benefit to you i watched a couple of the uh well maybe just lejean right you had lejean on yeah we had lejean on and we had Corey on for the first episode gotcha that's right um how how did that come about and how's it been going how's those sort of endeavors been going for you guys uh you know we're just trying to to honestly just to, to stay relevant in these weird times. And, you know, I, I'm, I, I, ironically, I just, you know, sometimes I feel weird about all of the Facebook and stuff. It's just, it's just Instagram. It's all, it's all weird to me. Um, it it kind of takes me out of my zone. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I hear. I hear a lot of fun. I hear us a lot of fun. Yeah. But um, no, it just, you know, it, and, I feel like live dudes to us was like, all right, let's just, you know, bring on people that we we've toured with or that, you know, we, we idolize and, or, you know, that we're just genuinely fans of who they are as people, uh, uh, you know, aside from the musician thing and, and kind of just have a conversation, you know? And I feel like, you know, we, Chad, I'm sure you feel this way too. I don't want to speak for you, but you know, you, you know, a good interview and a bad interview. And usually the good interviews are the ones that are just simple conversations. You know, it's not about yeah. like, uh, you know, sticking to the, 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 all of these questions that, you know, it's like every interview you ever do is, you know, sometimes it's all the same questions all the time. And, and I feel like the best ones are when we just have a conversation and, and we have the opportunity, we've had a lot of awesome opportunities to tour with awesome people and, you know, yourself included. And we, we've talked about having you on the show. So uh, I well, hope I will. I will come on the show. Yeah. We, I hope that we, make, we can make that happen, but it's just like, you know, it's just us trying to, you know, stay afloat and figure out these weird wacky times and so people don't forget about us but at the same time like it's just reconnecting with these people that we genuinely like as human beings yeah and other people get to see that it's like you your band the bands on tour with each other talking to each other on, on the sideline i'm a fan i see it all the time I'm like <gasps> they're, they're talking to each other it's like they're friends and you know that that moment is real special for the fa- us the fans you know too you know i mean why can't live dudes be like you know live from daryl's house for the hard rock sect you know <laughs> Because I you know, oh, we don't have yeah. enough to buy the technology that can make us all play together. It's like, you know, it's like the one thing that they haven't figured out is like, how can I play with you? You're all the way on the other side of the country. I could talk to you, but why can't I play with you, dude? You know, it's like this weird thing. You wouldn't think that it's so hard to do, but it's incredibly hard because there's so much latency when you have so many cables it's like bill and ted you know bill and ted travel through this insane universe to get to this other place man and it's all that stuff in between that we just can't seem to figure out hey speaking of the live speaking of the live 
aspect of things, Brandon, you guys are known as a highly energetic live band. And, and for you as the front man, what, what's it like when you kind of have to take the foot off the gas and you have to calm that performer part of you down and like, oh my God, I'm not going to be on the road. I'm not going to be, it's like being a gymnast and not being able to hit the fucking parallel bars. And like, what do you, what do you do? How do you calm yourself? I mean, I know these performances are doing, uh, the virtual stuff is part of helping kind of exercise that, but I know the live audience of a thousand people in front of you and you just doing your thing. I mean, how do you, how do you tame that beast? It's hard. It's hard. You know, I, I'll, I'll be quite honest. I mean, I love being home with my family and that's the silver lining in this is I get to spend mm -hmm. a lot of time with my daughter. I get to watch her grow up. You know, that's, that's amazing. That's like, you know, it, it's such an amazing thing. Just first that she was born. That's an amazing thing. Right. And, and yeah. I get this human being grow up that I, you know, wouldn't normally get to see in such an intense period of time because, you know, half of the year we're, we're gone. And, and, um, you know, that's, it's a crazy thing to just, ha just have the pause button right now. Um, but you know, our wheels never stop spinning, thinking of songs and, and, uh, and all the other stuff that goes into, um, you know, who we are as a band and, and who we are as creative people, that stuff just doesn't stop. We can't put the pause button on that. So that, that, that's all things that we just, we need to do to be the best people that we are. I feel, I mean, I'm just, you know, speaking for myself, I can't, I, I I'm the best person I can be when I'm, being creative and I have that just accomplishment of, of writing an awesome song or, or hearing an awesome riff from Bishop or, you know, any of those things that, that just get the creative wheel spinning. Cause that's just who I am. Um, you know, so we've been trying to just, just keep working at something, you know, and, and hopefully by the time everything uh, gets kicked back up and, and ready to go, we're just, you know, almost like we never missed a beat. And, you know, I mean, the, the, the live things, the streaming things, it's, it's great, uh, but it doesn't fill the void. And I'm sure it doesn't fill the void for fans either. Um, you know, it's, but it's, the, it's what we got right now. So, but what's, the other thing that's cool about it is, like, all, everybody else is in the same spot. So you have this guy who's sitting at home and this guy who's sitting at home. And those guys can jam now, you know, yeah. like. Uh, whether it's pre-recorded or not, or however, however, some people do those quarantine-style covers where you just have this all-star cast of people coming together that you would never be able to see come together and do anything like this had we all been on tour. So I mean, I think there's silver linings in all of this, and I think um, you know, I, I know I for sure have. Not that I've ever taken touring for granted, but I sure as hell won't take touring for granted now <laughs> right. because we've been away yeah. for so long. And I yeah. feel like fans are going to feel the same way, right? When we get back at it, it's just going to be better than it's ever been. No, I, I, I can. We always talk about what's going to be the first thing, and not the drive-in shows. Those are great. I mean, people are thinking outside the box, but it's it's the drive-in show. It's not the club, the theater, the arena. And we're yeah, thinking about what's different. it going to be like when that first, that first band, that first event, the actual first one, will we, the, what's it like walk when that first note hits? What's everyone's collective gasp going to be like, yeah. oh, thank God I can breathe on my own. I don't have a, a fucking like regulator on my face anymore. I'm fucking, you know, I mean, is that going to be like just, uh, I can only imagine as the audience member, I'm just getting boost gums thinking about it right now. I just, and I'm, fuck, I've been around a long time. I mean, I'm just kind of like, I can imagine the artist is you just got to be like, how do I just not explode 
and shoot my wad in the first minute because I'm going to be so full of absolute aggression of and jizz. happiness. <laughs> and just fucking, yeah, jizz. Well, hopefully you fucking work uh, yeah. in the fucking dressing room in the fucking sink. <laughs> Nonetheless. Have you? Yeah. Me? Have you Yeah, we... Chad told you my, my pregame rituals. I did. I did. I said, you got to see this guy. What do you, you want? You naughty boy. <laughs> but but no, I think it, it would be hilarious. Sorry. Yeah, just the idea alone of that first note, that first riff, and that first, how the fuck you doing, fucking motherfuckers? Denver, yeah. who, where the fuck we're at. Um, yeah. That's going to be just an amazing feeling. So, yes, uh, obviously, with doing what you're doing right now, is it's, it's, keeping people entertained, keeping your chops up. But uh, we all know when those people hit the turnstiles and the sweat is starting to go and you're backstage and you're like going, where the fuck's my towel? Where's my towel? It should be on my rig right now. Fire the assistant. Fire the production coordinator. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I thought you were doing a jizz joke again. I'm sorry. I realized that were you. <laughs> well, we had towels, but you used them all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, so Brandon, so it's, it, but it is amazing because you guys are really quite prolific during this time. You're doing a lot of shows. You're doing live dudes. You're doing things for, for our other friends in this business. And it's, it's amazing to watch. So kudos to you guys for sticking with it and, and not just kind of putting your head down. You guys are, you know, it's a breath of fresh air to see artists, you know, taking this time and to end this point. And we had Mark Tremonte. We had the pleasure of having Mark on a few weeks ago and he's recording a new solo album. He's like, this is down. This might be downtime. I'm just going to record this damn album. So, yeah. 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 And that's that again, that's, you know, it's, obviously we'd all rather be touring and not sitting at home, but you know, it's kind of like the grass is always greener situation, right? You're on tour and you're like, it's the last couple of days. And you're like, man, I just, just a couple more days. I'm so tired. I just need to sleep. And it's like, I just, I want that feeling so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah you know, I mean, dude, it's crazy to think about like that feeling ever being in your body. Again, I could only imagine like, I will never ever say that out loud to, my, to anybody. Again. <laughs> I won't even say it internally. Yeah. <laughs> You guys do. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt that moment, but there is a there is a thing here that I wanted to talk about because we're talking about the separation of people and technology and all that. Now, where does everybody live currently? Are you guys all together in the same area? Uh, Eddie and I are relatively close, uh, right. about fifteen miles away from each other, and okay. Dan and Bishop are relatively close to each other in Austin, Texas. So oh, okay. uh, we are not collectively close, but um, as separate entities, we are. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Dan, Bishop get together and jam and and you know and write and and, and things and and you know and, and send it send it out. So that's um you know that's the beauty of technology and dealing with all of this is that you know we just Dropbox song ideas and you know we're able to just really kind of work together as much as we can um, and yeah, navigate through all of this as much as we can. Collaborative for sure. I mean, I was going to, that was my question is, are you able to actually use your creative sides collectively, you know, through, uh, if you're not, you know, there's different ways you can do it. And I didn't know how you guys were, you kind of wading those waters. Yeah. And I'm sure. thinking videos, I saw a video for a gasoline. Is that during, was that shot during like the pandemic or was that before pandemic? That was um, anything live that you see coming out is all during the pandemic. It was a, it was a, it was not a lot. I don't I think it was live. If it was a live video, it was incredible. But it was your head, different oh. parallels, 
starting. It yeah. looked like a, a video video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, well, that's, shoot all, that? that's all COVID stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's the type of shit that like really drives it, you know us the fans and on top of it your creative spaces. I didn't know if you guys had done that beforehand or if you had that moment to actually you know realize it in the midst of all this madness. So that's cool. It's cool to see you guys yeah. do that, man. We try to stay a leg up on everything and you know honestly i I wish i wish we could do more i I wish i wish i could do more (laughs) but um you know it's it's tough it's tough to to kind of put the live stuff on pause for so long but it is always the other side of the coin right is that you know you obviously have to write new songs to to have a new record so we're not that we want to look past mother brain, but we kind of have to like switch gears a little bit and we're writing the new record. And, and, but I think as soon as the last record comes out, we're writing the new record. So I don't think it's really anything different for us. I think it's just our natural uh, process and our natural just drive to, to have an abundance of songs when we get to that point of making the record. Um, but I, I, I will say just a little a little snippet of, of my two cents here is that I think we're onto something pretty cool. And That's you know, awesome. Yeah, and we get to spend like so much time on songs, like the, an unforeseeable time. <laughs> so um, I think we're really taking our time and we're not rushing things and we're revisiting maybe sooner than we th- would normally. Um, and I think we're we're not really putting things on the shelf until we're like, Okay. Yeah, wait. A little more to the left. Okay. There it is. You know, hey, it's, uh, that's, it's great, man. No, I was going to ask. We have a question here, and it's a three-pronged question for you. So let's take, let's take you back to a very young Brandon. Your first show, your first concert, your first record, and the moment you decided, I'm going to be a musician. This is what I'm going to do. Wow. So my first concert, I went to see typo negative at the trocadero theater in philadelphia wow okay that was was a hometown show for them yeah 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 um and it it was it just blew me away it blew me away and i think it was lacuna coil was also on the bill and they Mm -hmm. were awesome it was just like and and this my whole experience at first was I, w- I went with with my uncle who is just he's just a super fan right so he went early we went early and we got there and I got to see like Peter Steele and Johnny Kelly like walking I could see him like walking past the window and like every time they'd walk past the window I'd be like oh, you see him you just walk past the window and I'm like. <laughs> It was just this whole world that I was just kind of thrown into. And I was, I was always a music fan. Like for mm-hmm. all the stories that, you know, any my family members tell me, it's like before you could even read, you, were, you knew who Ozzy Osbourne was because you'd go to the record store and you'd point and you'd say, Oz, that's Ozzy Osbourne. So I think, it, and, and I have uncles who play guitar and, and, and instruments and, and we're in bands. And so I think it was just, it's just part of my DNA and the first concert also just that experience was just so amazing. So, you know, that I think I, I always take myself back to that moment when that was me, you know, just trying to catch a glimpse of that guy you're, you're about to see, or that guy that you just saw, or, you know, and, and I, you know, and, and seeing somebody like Lemmy, who 
took all the time in the world to stop and talk to his fans, I think is just, you know, it, it all brings me back to that moment of being that giddy little kid at a typo negative concert. Yeah, and I think the which first is uh, yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna real fast. It's funny you mentioned that because I remember when we had Johnny and uh, Kenny on Shiprock uh, for a, for a, a, a guest appearance on the Stowaway stuff, and there were people kind of going, "Oh my God, they're 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 real." Yeah, these are real people because they're they're you know they meant a lot to like musicians who are modern modern bands. They they meant the shit ton. So to hear this reaction, I'm not surprised one iota. Yeah, and I mean, at yeah. the end of the show, Peter Steele grabbed his bass strings and ripped them off of the bass. It was, wow. it, still to this day, yeah. I can't believe it. Like, as a kid, imagine, like, <laughs> he just ripped the bass strings off his bass and he drank a whole jug of wine. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing was this. He's totally getting laid tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Ten times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think the first record I ever bought with my own money, I'll go there. I think okay. was first Seether record. The first Seether record that I that I know is the first Seether record, which is fine. A disclaimer, I think, is is the first one. So that was the one with Fine Again, and and you know their yeah. big breakout record. Um, that's when you know CDs were still in stores, <laughs> and I just saw the CD, <laughs> and I took a chance on it. You know, I had no idea who the band was. I saw the cover and I'm like, yeah, this one. I'm going to try yeah. this. <laughs> you know, and I think that it came up gold. It came up gold. Yeah, I, I miss that. I miss taking yeah. a chance on a record because I, I just think that I can judge it by its cover. You know, as low as that is for me to do. I miss that. <laughs> I miss that as like the physical. Then that goes back to like what we talked about before, like, that's what I'm a fan of, the physical, like put it in my hand. Like I, I need to see it and feel it and know that this is a just more than just audible vibrations. Like give me something more. Can mm -hmm. I can I interject here two things real quick? First one, uh, this is a disclaimer as well. That Christine, our our PR head, um, she wanted to mention that that uh, you mentioned Seether. Your producer is also in Seether now, so yeah, so let that be known. See so how Corey they, is. Corey's cool. now. See, this is great. And thank you for circling back. You read my mind because I really didn't <laughs> want to lose this chance. Secondly, um, with with you guys, and you're talking about the physical product, and, and obviously it always goes back to like LPs, vinyl. Vinyl is the presentation. CDs they just feel like such a a wasted commodity. Like they're like digital cameras are done in a year, but vinyl still feels like it has some sort of like value to it. I mean, is that something that you guys are vested in as well as, as putting out vinyl copies of your stuff? Absolutely, because again, yeah. it's, it's it's who we are. We we collect vinyl, and we will always put out vinyl, because um, that to me is super physical. Like that's yeah, that's like a that's like a super CD. That's like yeah. the, the artwork as it's meant to be seen. I mean, that's real. a laser disc. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think the funny thing is, is like it makes you sit down in that room. You put the record on. You can't carry it with you. You can't put it in a freaking car. You have to hear the warmth of the record, so you have to stay in the room, so it makes you really focus, and we're such an unfocused civilization, it seems, these days. The vinyl yeah, is taking fire. us back to that place. Dust or it we, off. Open it. Open up that yeah. gatefold and look at it. Just look at it. Yeah. Look at all this yeah. stuff. You can spin this wheel. It changes the pictures. The, the, that's so weird. That, that's so, not weird, but so poignant to say, Justin, because the... 
amount of time that you invest in the art that you love, it really comes down to that band that you listen to on the vinyl. You know, you're one of those bands for your fans, for the people who like me and, and Justin, who are fans of your band and, and in enough the ship, I own your vinyls. When I listen to Crowbot, I'll put the vinyl on, you know, because I know that that's the way that you intended it. I like the vinyl sound, but I know that it, it, it goes hand in hand with your world, you know? Absolutely. So, so, and that's fine if you don't, if you're not into it, you know, or your band isn't tiptoeing in that at all. But when you're a fan of the band, you genuinely like find something about them that, and makes you listen and pay attention. And vinyl's a perfect example of that for Crow, Crow, Crowbot. Yeah. Oh, well, well, thank you, Chad. You I know, mean, this investment, like you said. Well, listen, the, the great thing is, is to go to a store and maybe, I don't know who the hell would ever get rid of a Crowbot vinyl unless they had to, you know, buy groceries. But to go in and find that what has a gatefold where it was a little burnt because someone decided to roll a fucking doobie on it. <laughs> hey. There you go, man. That's, that, that's they, the way. They got step one right in, in listening to Crowbot. <laughs> yeah. The only that's reason the, why I probably even got, sorry. Yeah, sorry, that's, the the patina, that's the patina I want on my record is someone like, I know that some dude's uncle wrote a, rolled a joint on this bad company record. I'm all good with that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you about our rolling papers. Yeah. <laughs> you look like the zigzag guy. With it, you From know? your profile, you're the <laughs> fucking zigzag guy. Perfect, yeah. man. Yeah. Perfect. Right? Call so, it space paper or some fucking weird, you know, nerd <laughs> shit. Do you smoke weed, Brandon? I, I mean, I don't know if that's like a, a, a legal thing in uh, Pennsylvania, but do you, you're still Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, it's it's not legal here. Oh, okay. So I don't, I don't know the rules Actually, are, actually but, Chad, he's in, he's in the Caribbean. He's on Half Moon K. And oh, yeah, you're I totally legal. Maritime law. He's <laughs> okay. I don't know what it was, to be honest, but it looked good. It smelled good. So I... You look like a rat. <laughs> I'll, listen, I'll try anything twice. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you guys don't have distillery, uh, so you don't have like medical um, uh, cards there in in Pennsylvania at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they have medical, and and I think they are. I think they're moving towards um, right. trying to legalize recreational here in Pennsylvania. Cool. That's a big push, especially now with um, so much of the economic hardships and everything going on. With you know, and it, 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 it makes sense. Uh, I'll yeah. be honest. Uh, I I am a fan. Okay. We are uh, speaking yeah. of fan. We're still waiting upon your moment that made you decide. This is where I'm gonna. This oh, is my path. Yeah. Um. Well, I I was a sports kid, you know, and I was really into sports. But I had this, you know, love for music, and I was that guy that you'd go to and say, "Hey, can you find this CD for me and burn it?" Yeah, dude, I got you. I got you. So I I would search for bands and I, I it was my thing in high school i would like you know all my friends i'd be like oh you like this band you should try this band you know and that that was just i i would journey down the you know now we know it's similar artists on spotify all you do is hit a button but yeah. you know I, I would just be that guy who I, I would just research similar artists of this band that i like and just find this crazy band that i've never heard of and and hopefully i can turn some more people onto it and it was just this cool thing because you know, the, the music community is such a tight knit. It's such a cool thing to talk about. I love it, you know, and I, 
here I am, this sports kid, but I'm I'm at my grandmother's for the summer, and this kid that I'm hanging out with, he plays guitar, right? And it's just so cool. Like I just want to play guitar, and he's like, "You, you want to play it? Yeah, dude, can I play it? Yeah, here I'll, I'll show you how to play Highway to Hell." And like it just went on from there of like him just showing me songs on on his his Ibanez, whatever it was with the Floyd Rose and. Uh, it was like an RG or something. I don't know if that's even right, but, um, you know, I started, guitar. <laughs> I started playing guitar. So I'm like, you know what? I should probably learn how to sing now because it's going to be a lot harder if I do this and learn how to do this and then learn how to sing. So I'm just going to do it all right now. I know I'm horrible, but I'm just going to work at it. And I'm, you know, I'm really going to try to take it as seriously as I can to both avenues. And just one thing just kind of, I got a lot better at singing the more I worked at it. And the, the, you know, the more time I put into it, guitar was always something that I, you know, I, I had to work really hard for. And, uh, I still, <laughs> I still struggle, <laughs> but it was, it was the guitar. It was the, the guitar that got me into music. And, and then I had, I had an accident when I was 15 turned 16, I got hit by a truck and I got oh, wow. a compound fracture from my knee to my ankle. I actually have a titanium rod. I and, didn't know that. Yeah, and that ended sports for me. So that was it. Like, sports were done. Like, I had no choice. But I will say that I was already making that choice of moving towards music, you know? And, and that just kind of, like, catapulted me because I could do nothing for months but sit on my couch because I had this cast on, broken leg, and couldn't play sports anymore. So I just, I, I put all my time into it. I put all my effort into it. And, you know, uh, um, I was playing out at 15. I wasn't, I, you know, I didn't even wait till I was good. I was just like, you know what? I'm just doing it because that's what it takes. You know, yeah, that yeah. horrible. Yeah. My God. I, I can't even. You had a sports mentality about it. Yeah. Right? Well, I just. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I might throw all balls tonight at the ball game, but you know, God damn it. I'm getting on that fucking mound. Absolutely. I don't want to talk yeah. all right. too much about this, man, but you, your story is exactly like mine. I was a sports kid, uh, but I love music, found Nirvana. I was a kid who read all the lyrics of liner notes to figure out what other bands to find. I did the same thing for my sports fans. Bands, I played Dungeons and Dragons on the DL with the sport, you know, some of the sports fans. Those kids and I had started a band, right? Moving forward, I got into a bad car accident, got really, really hurt and couldn't no longer play sports. So I just hungered down on guitar. I started with guitar and then with the vocals. But it was it was strange because I'm sure there's tons of us that in this world now that are fighting constantly to remember that part of their their mentality of where they were at such a formative age too, where sports and music and all the things that you're looking at, and you're looking at the sports guys, football players getting these chicks, and then but you're like, but this guy with the guitar is getting way cooler looking chicks. You know, those those sort of like things that happen at those young ages that they have us chasing and fighting to chase that dragon. And that dragon is ultimately good times and smiles on people's faces, but mostly yours because it's infectious, right? And uh, I, I loved hearing you say even though you got hurt, I'm sorry, but <laughs> no, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And we've known each other for a long time and I've never known that about you. And as I'm sure you've never known that about me, but no. it's just, it's just the thing, you know, and once you get the bug, it's just there, you know, mm -hmm. once you get that feeling like, and that's what's so hard about right now is that, 
you know, I, I know for me, it's, it's just and the moment until I get to step on stage again and, and get that feeling again. And it's, yeah. you know, it's such, <laughs> it sounds so addictive and it is, and that's, mm. you know, that's all part of it is that it's just, it, it's, it encompasses everything about the journey that I've been on as a music fan, as a, and as a musician, like every time I get up there, it's just all of that work and all of that time and all, and all of everything goes into every sequential performance, right? Cause we just, we hope that we just keep getting better at, at what we do. And, and to think that those weird happy accidents, as we'll call them, just kind of led us or kind of maybe kicked us in the ass a little bit. They didn't lead us, but kind of, kick us in the ass to be like no maybe you should go down that road instead you know and it's just crazy to think that you know i don't know how good of a baseball player i was really i mean yeah. I, I think i remember me being a good baseball player <laughs> but was i really good enough to be even where i'm at with music you know it's just crazy to think that i think that i chose the right path but in the parallel universe Maybe I could be playing for the Reds. Yeah, or worst case, or, or even worse than playing for the Reds, you could be playing for the minor league team uh, uh, that's been, you know, in your 40s trying to play for the Reds still. And I think it's cooler to be in a band doing that same exact version of it than maybe uh, playing in the minor league. <laughs> it's not like, dude, I'm, I'm just going to say it's a lot better time. It's a lot better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, speaking of Brandon, I want to do that because just a quick pivot away from music. Talk about sports. Uh, you and I share a love of the Boston Red Sox. Oh, oh, I can't. And you know, I got I have to admit, I, I have to own up. I don't. I, I don't love the Boston Red Sox. I So much of You're no longer getting that fruitcake. Uh, what? I, or the no, basket. I am seriously a Cincinnati Reds fan, but. I, you know, I had it. an opportunity to go to Boston with my fiance, and I said, "Well, we have to go to Fenway. We have I'm, to go I'm, watch." I'm eating it. crow. I can I'm tell Justin crow. that I'm a huge fan and ruin his fucking life. It's going to be awesome, babe. I am. I am. I mean, I'll admit to eating crow on that one. I I just assumed if you're going to throw on the gear, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, okay, all right. Let's move away quickly from that. So let's wash away from people's memories. Um. Speaking of washing away, can we talk about Shiprock? Hold on, one question before we get oh, here. Okay. Matthew Night. Childers, he's one of our uh, he's one of our Shiprockers. He wants to know, non related to music, and and this would include the comic book as well. What what other activities do you like to do or in, in, indulge in? Um. Well, other than music, right now I am working construction, and that is an, a new venture for me. Um, I, you know, I always like a good challenge and I always like learning something new and I'll be the first to admit I am not a handyman. Um, but over the last couple years of me, like working in and out of, of the construction business and the excavating business and, and, uh, you know, thankfully I have an awesome brother-in-law who, who took me under his wing and is, is mm -hmm. showing me the ropes and, uh, and, and his workers are cool enough to, and have enough patience to deal with me <laughs> yeah but I, i'm just so intrigued like you know and it's it's everything's so relative right i mean i just see these houses and they're you know carpentry i don't know a thing really other than the two years that i've just been kind of the guy who gets the tools and runs for the lumber and you know every now and then i i, I swing a hammer and get my hands dirty but you know i'm just sitting back and watching just 
everybody does everything so differently and it's just so relative to music mm-hmm. and it, you know getting into things like that teaches me more about music sometimes than you know the, the topic of of what i'm on and maybe it's just the way my brain works that i just always connect the dots there but um you know that's what i've been doing lately and uh you know it's it's definitely me left field with a bowling ball but uh you know i, I like it i like i like does, it does the construction well. no play into like you're you know you're just sucking the the, the uh kind of has this kind of musical kind of path to it it's like basically like with any song or album or band in construction you have to allow lay a foundation and you build from there right we're gonna put this wall up which is gonna be the verse this is gonna be the chorus this is gonna be the riff hey let's throw a fucking drum solo in there that's gonna be the fucking like chimney whatever it's all relative in that sense it's a big puzzle piece yeah absolutely and none of it it makes sense it makes sense right (laughs) a lot of people in this business when they're downtime they are they're doing something in that sense where they're putting their hands on something and and creating something else i mean I'm not saying yeah. they're doing pottery, but they're they're putting walls up, they're putting sheetrock up. It's it's a process, yeah. and that's that's you know a part of all this too that I think people don't really <clears throat> see is that you know when uh, I at least speaking for myself again, I, I have to come home and I I have to work. Um, you know, I, I have to. So yeah, and, and that's all part of you know part of the journey is that you know I strive for one day that to think that I don't have to work anymore. That, that this could be the thing that, you know, helps pay the bills. And, mm-hmm. you know, although I'm not really there yet, it's, it's a, a goal, you know, and, yeah. and I think it's, it's all relative that way too. It keeps, it keeps a motivator in my back pocket for sure. Well, I definitely think that's one of those professions that is a, takes a yeoman's work ethic. And that's the same thing that a touring band is just like, we got to get up and make this drive. We got to get up at eight. We got to run, you know, Packing up. Yeah, it's like I think anyone like they say you most bands of a certain level have to have a blue collar work ethic. Yeah, I I totally, totally agree with that. You know, and you got to be flexible, right? Because anything that can go wrong will go wrong somewhere along the lines. (laughs) We have to worry about every every individual tire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all the time, by the way. Even Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of playing and, and and why we're in this business, for the right reason. Chad asked you, and he's gonna he's gonna pontificate about the shiprocked and with you guys motorboat experience. Yeah. Wow. I mean, also real quick, Jen Zito, who Jen was with us when we started this, uh, she can't still wakes up with nightmares and hot sweats because of the 2015 Truss episode. Oh boy, Way to go, Brandon. Yeah, and and as does anybody in my immediate family. Um, right. <laughs> um, they know that uh, I may or may not do something that doesn't necessarily make the most sense for my being, um, and I think that uh, worries some. Uh, <laughs> but you know, um, motorboat was great. Ship rocked. I mean. Jeez, it's we were on it three times or two two or three times I believe and the first time was like I just cool. remember like I remember that I don't remember you know it's just like the first time was was like all right I'm just going to get there and I'm just going to drink the whole time <laughs> and, and you did and I did <laughs> and and I I was like 
yeah, I don't know that I'll do that next time. <laughs> I, I, I want to actually like be able to interact next time. And uh, yeah. so the next time was like, all right, I just want to see every show and just just see everything. And that's what I did the second time. And, and, and you know, it, it's always such a blast. Like, that's the cool thing about Shiprock, right, is that you have a different experience every time you go. Uh, and it's, it's not only because there's different bands and different things to do, or you're going to a different place. It's just a different, it's just a different thing every time. And, and that I think surprised me the most uh, is that every experience that I've had has been a different one. It hasn't been the same experience. And I tell you what, like the fans being so intimate and close as they are on the ship, is so cool. It's such a cool thing to just be able to like bounce around and see your favorite bands and, and, and then go eat dinner and and just like 24 hours a day like yeah, whatever you want. Soft serve ice cream. <laughs> like I just got done watching Alter Bridge. You mean I can like make a banana split? Like that's that's life. That's life yeah. right. So I it mean it should be that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is. It ship rocked. Yeah. Seriously, man. I mean, and you mentioned something about the fans and that's, but we always talk about this and I know, like, I know, you know, for a fact, because we were just talking to a fan in particular about naming their dogs after our bands and having these, these moments in their lives that they'll never, ever forget. And we won't ever forget. And we, that follows us from every little place in the world. Like oh, I was talking about one time, I think maybe with, Mark Tremonti or somebody when we were talking about Germany, just being in Germany at a show, like literally never been to Germany, don't know anything really about this point in time about where we're playing at all, but then just hearing at the back of the, the, the room and <laughs> song ends, we're like, good, thank you, and you start to go, shit, right the fuck? And we're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, hey, I know that, you know, like, and that moment just brought the whole room together. You know, the, the energy that we share on that, in these experiences, even here on making waves together, I know that it's spreading somewhere else the way that that moment happens for us. Can you recall any of those times? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. All the time. It's like you said, yeah. it's like anywhere you go in the world, there's probably like a 65% chance that someone from Shiprock is going to be in that audience. Yeah. And that tells you something, not only the fact that ship rockers are from everywhere, mm -hmm. but ship rockers go to shows. Ship rockers love music. Like that is the one constant. It doesn't matter where you go. You go to Germany, you go to Estonia, you know, you go to California. Those people are fans of music and, you know, it's such a good time and that's such a bonus. I mean, think about it as a, as a band, like you are playing for people who want to see you. Like yeah. they want to be there like that. And that is such a luxury. It sounds so, it sounds such like such an easy thing, but for, for like a band like us, where a lot of people don't know who we are and, and you know, we're okay with that. We, we know that it's, we're, we're building here and, and you know, we're, we're always trying to build the crowds. Right. But here you are, you have thousands of people, uh, hundreds of people, maybe. I don't know what the exact numbers are, but um, you know, thousands. Yeah, thousands. So <laughs> you have all these people that are just there to see music. Like that's why they're there. 
like they're not there to be just on a cruise they're there to be on a cruise with their favorite bands to go see these bands and interact with these bands and you know i think that's such a cool thing is that that passion is there and you don't have to fight for it you know that's what that's what i think makes the show so great as a performer it's like you don't have, you don't really have to win over the shiprocked audience like the shiprocked audience is already there to see you play and, and they found out about you before you even got on the ship, right? And that's, yeah, that's the crazy. Right? They, they do their research. They listen to your songs. It's like, you know, how many times I've gotten, I never heard of your band, but I saw you guys were on the lineup, so I had to check you out. And man, like, I'm just hooked. And it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, I think people just genuinely like to be a part of the experience that is ship rocked. And we love to be a part of it, too as performers because it's easy for us it's it's so easy to have a good time if you yeah. if you're having a bad time you went to have a bad time yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure yeah it, it, there's so many things that parallels with that that i, I think that you and i have talked about many times not just about the ship rockers but the bad time the people that you go <laughs> that you go up in front of you it's like the germany thing for me what i was going to get kind of touch on there is I was having a bad time. I was like, fuck, there's like a thousand people here or whatever. It wasn't our, we were supporting somebody, by the way. If somebody's like, well, you know, a thousand people in Germany. Okay. Uh, I don't remember who we were opening up for, but I was like, nobody cares. You know, it's one of those moments. We've all had them. Sometimes they're, sometimes they're really fucking brutal on your psyche. Like, fuck, I'm in Germany. I lost my house lease while I was gone. Whatever's going on in your per personal life. And then that moment happened. And I was like, Fuck yeah, ship rocked. Hey, and then legitimate, it, my energy came up and that yelling to us, it made the whole room for some reason, like say, oh, somebody knows them. <laughs> okay, they're cool. We'll pay attention. Yeah. That's all I need, you know? It isn't that, isn't that crazy how it just, there's, there's such this tight knit community of such awesome people and it, it, it is everywhere. It, it, ship rocked is everywhere and it's just, you know, and, and, and everybody is cool. That's the other thing. Like it's not, it, it's hard to explain because you know, it's so cliche, but you know, it's just everybody, everybody on the ship is cool. They're there to have a good time. Nobody's there to ruin anybody else's good time. And how could you with so many cool things going on? Yeah. It's just, it, you know, it, it just all makes sense on paper. And, and I, I promise anybody who is even just like on the fence about it, it is the coolest experience as a fan. I, I don't think I could ever do a cruise ship, just a regular cruise ship because I've done ship rocked. Like, yeah. I don't think any cruise would ever match what I've experienced on Shiprock because it has been such an amazing experience just as simply as a fan of music that, yeah. and, and you know, I don't think any, sh any cruise could ever even compare. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. You mentioned the, the ship rockers and they, they, if they see you on the bill and go, I don't know that band, but you know, I'm going to cliff note the balls off of this band and know the, the stuff I need to know. And then they become a fan when that's, you know, the cruise is done and you've blown them away live and like that. But they, we used to think, well, they're just the ultimate street team for ship rock. But quite honestly, they're the ultimate street team for music fans. Music, like yeah. they could go to a club and be the one guy going, you got to check this fucking band out. And he'll go around and tell a hundred people around him and might annoy the fuck out of them, but they're not going to pay attention because that guy said, you know what? Let me fucking tell you about this band. 
they're going to blow you away. And the guy's are like, okay, I'll give him 30 seconds of my time. And then at 30 seconds, it becomes a minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, and then your whole set's paid attention to. Um, the other thing, too, about the good times, yes, we've now installed a good times room on Shiprock. So basically, anyone that comes on board looking for a bad time, we take them in that room, beat the shit out of them until they realize yeah. they're going to have a goddamn good time. Yeah, and they're cured. really Stalin-esque. It's crazy in there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have your papers? Out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Justin's idea, one hundred percent, and we love him for it. Me, <laughs> like in the dungeons of this pirate ship, because I've been hearing screams. I didn't want to say anything this whole time. Dude, we here- got the memo, bro. <laughs> might have forgotten somebody in there. <laughs> nope, nope. They were a bad boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two years is a long time. They'll hang. Don't worry. <laughs> the and the good thing about it, the good thing about it, they've got Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, forever. Because <laughs> of the volleyball. Yeah. yeah, there you go. It's cast away. I'm sorry. I just didn't want you to. Uh, we're all on the same page. <laughs> we, will, we are. We are. Let me okay. <laughs> Hey, well, listen, man, Brandon, yeah. we've had you like an hour and we're going an hour, 20 minutes, man. I, I don't know what you got cooking there in the island. I don't know if you got like, you know, you got to get some coconuts for your evening meal listen, or whatever you guys do. I figured I better talk to you guys as long as I can because you're probably going to be the last human beings I ever talk to because I'm probably going <laughs> to die on this island. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either that or the Caribbean jerk chicken's going to get you. And that, my friend. You know, I'm not getting so much more questions than I'm getting more like gasoline rules, dude. Those it are does rule. I'm getting statements. Oh, I'm getting statements. Oh, I think it's my favorite of the of the singles yet. So, uh, man, we like statements. Statements like that are more than welcome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. No, I'm we're we're so thankful to have such a great fan base, and you know, again, Chad, to your point, so many. Uh, of those lines cross paths with ship rockers. And I mean, these people are so amazing. They're family. Like, and a lot of the people that we've met on ship rocked and have continued to talk to are like family. And, and I, I know, you know exactly what I'm talking about, Chad, like these I people do. are all over the place, but you look forward to this city because this person's going to be there. And uh, you know, that, that really makes everything feel like home for us as performers, like traveling. It makes us feel at home when these people go out of their ways to make us lasagna and, and oh, you know, bring us cookies and uh, you know, delicious. things like that. It, it's just, it's so cool that these people go the extra mile and they're just, you know, and anybody on Shiprock just, just wants to see all these bands succeed and, and, and always support the merch tables and everything to the utmost capacity. And it's just, they're such amazing people. And I can't stress it enough that, you know, Shiprock has really, has really changed our lives as a band because we've met some of the most amazing people aboard the ship and, you know, met some of the most amazing bands and, and friendships that we've continued from that. And, you know, that just, it speaks volume for the community that, has been built uh, with Shiprock, and you know, I I hope to continue to be a performer on Shiprock, um, and I, I hope I hope you guys have us back. Uh, we would love to play at any point in time. Um, we will play every year if you would let us. So just throwing that out there. Well, I'm sure there'll be a space on a T-shirt for you somewhere, my friend. Um, 
I got a weird question. It keeps. Are you talking about the back of the tour shirt? Or are you just saying we'll give you a shirt for that one? <laughs> no, the back of the event shirt, Chad. I'm not, I'm not. God damn, acting like a rookie. Anyhow, uh, okay, uh, Brandon. This question keeps. This term keeps coming up in some questions here. Yingling. What is that? The, the beer. Was that? Was it mean to you? So I was raised on lager. You know, Yingling proudly says that it's the only lager that is just called lager. And I was raised on lager. And it is the, the brewery is a stone's throw away from me right now. Um, I've been to with in, you, in, I believe. In my mind, because, you know, obviously I'm right outside the pirate ship right now, but my mind is, is at home. And, uh, <laughs> Oh, at the brewery at the brewery and um yeah yingling is awesome i mean it is it's, it's, it's the america's oldest brewery just throw that out yes. there and um you know it's it's right here right here in uh at home for me so and and i just saw on the news there you go there you go i just saw on the news that they're gonna be taking it to the west coast now so anybody what? who has not yeah, what's your feeling on that it's yes, um, no. I, well, they're 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 teaming up with Molson, uh -huh. but they're saying that it's not like a, a collaboration so much as it is like you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Sure. Um, so I hope that's the way it stays because you know the cool thing about Yingling is that it's a family-owned business. Um, it still feels mom and pop, uh, especially for me because it's it's you know hometown. Because you're my mom and pop. Is everyone gonna say? Is it your family though? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I got So when I started drinking beer at like 14, um, like Yingling, I got This is like just my blonde moment. Or now it's silver, but I had a blonde moment years ago. Uh, I always thought Yingling was a, a, a Asian beer. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's like an Asian name from, from, uh, from <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Now, now I look like a fucking Shriner, or I'm in Devo. Which one is it? <laughs> <laughs> where's my car where's my little car uh, <laughs> yeah i mean I, I, yingling is amazing though it's great beer I, thank you again for showing us the brewery uh, oh yeah it's i mean you have to smell those cavernous the, the brick down there just smells like prohibition it's just <laughs> yeah. just nasty and that's where they brew the beer so uh you know you know some some history. Gunpowder gun and crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're losing it. Yeah. Anyway, listen, uh, do you have anything to close with, uh, Chad? We've, we've kept this young man for a long time. No, I just wanted to say that if you haven't checked out the record, which I'm sure you fucking have, but if you haven't, go check out the record, Mother Brain. That's what it looks like. Uh, we have a new can, single. Yes, gasoline. If it'll pull up, nothing's going to Now, now Brandon, can, can people just go to crowbotband.com to pick up merch or anything else regarding you guys? Yep. Go to crowbotband. Okay. That's where all the merch is at. We got it up on Facebook, all that stuff. Um, okay. You know. Yeah, these guys are multimedia for the, with the merch. So remember to check out. If you guys are looking for some cooking, new cooking things, why not, man? It's 2028. Let's get weird. Go get, some, uh, go get some rock and roll rub or some hot sauce from these guys. Uh, I think it's called Mother Pain. Is it mother hot? Pain? Is that, that hot where it causes, like, you call, cry for your mother? No, it's not. Okay. And, uh, oh. You know, that, it, it's, it's just punny. 
It does. It's okay. not really fitting. I, I, I'll be honest. All with right. You. All right. We, we love. I don't want you throwing a ghost pepper in there and like just wrecking people's <laughs> lives. <laughs> it's just a sweet habanero. You know, sweet like mom and sour like she gets. Sometimes. Oh, Drink man. some milk, okay. son. It'll 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 cool it. Um, Brandon, this has been a lot of fun, and thank you so much. And doing this remote as you've done um, down there, uh, two thousand miles away from us, and it looks great. Wi Fi. Yeah. Yeah, you got a good connection there. I mean, you must have aligned those seashells just properly. Yeah, I mean, they give the Wi-Fi is great, but I can I get a pina colada, please? That's right. <laughs> so, guys, if, if you're out there and you're looking for our music, obviously their their newest album is Mother Brain. And if you want to pick up their uh, their sophomore album, Fat City, and obviously their full length debut, I'm not saying their debut because they had a couple of EPs. Uh, it's something supernatural. Um, so check those records out and find them at anywhere where you can stream records. Or if you want to go ahead and buy them, order them where you can get physical product. Get the vinyl. It's much sexier. Um, that's about it on this one. Brandon, do you have anything else for your shiprocking friends out there tonight as you sign off? Just hang tight. I'm, I'm keeping the ship warm. Uh, so listen, we'll see you soon. And we'll all get pina coladas. That's right. They're they're all on Brandon. Said no yep. one. Um, listen, guys. Before we before we call it a night tonight, um, to stay tuned this Friday morning because we'll announce the next Making Waves Making Waves eleven guest uh, for next Wednesday. Um, a little housekeeping here for the cruise, um, guys. Get your cabins. We're still at over ninety percent sold. If you guys want to get on this thing. Cabins are still available, so go to shiprocket.com to purchase your cabin, or you can go to any of the forums that are on sh uh, Facebook here, and you can find some cabin mates if you guys just want to chip in and, and make some new friends because, uh, you know, shiprockers, man, we're a family once you meet them. Um, other than that, guys, uh, remember, if you want to listen to this podcast again, it'll, be, it'll still be available here on, on Facebook Live for about 48 hours. Then eventually we'll to move over to our, uh, our spots at, at Google Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. Just put in Making Waves, um, and you can find this episode and the other previous ones. Um, remember, guys, theme nights have now been announced. We've got uh, come, as you, come As You Drink. That should be interesting. Um, Roaring 20, so a lot of Gatsby going on there. Summer Camp. Oh, God. I, I'm going to watch Meatballs over and over. Oh, that sounds good. Spellbound, which is probably a little bit of a spinoff from what we were doing in, uh, in, in New Orleans in 2020. And then um, Stone Age Vacation. So, Rusty, you're a good kid. Um, and that's about it, guys. Thank you so, so much for joining us tonight on this Wednesday, September 16th, with our buddy uh, Brandon from Crowbot. Uh, Brandon, best of luck as you go along. We'll continue to watch you guys do this virtual thing. And obviously, eventually, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys on the road doing what you guys do best. Thanks for having me. Uh, I promise I'll, I'll have learned cheeseburgers in paradise by the time you guys get here. So, and I love you. And I love you too, Justin. Yeah. I love all of you out there watching the show. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Thank you for everything. Yeah. Guys. Hey, muttons are go. Look at those mutton chops. This is going to be delicious in 2021. With oh some lamb God, sauce. Maybe with the yingling on the side? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, a side of yingling and his <laughs> lamb chops. Anyway, uh, good night, everybody. Have a great evening. We'll catch you guys again next week. Thanks so much.
This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.